We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hour number three, Danny and Dusty with you know Danny Meringue. Uh, he is getting MRI on his bad hip. Uh, but I am here, and we've got one more hour. We're going to need to hit AFC Championship game this hour as well. Uh, I've got a new hero in the world of officiating, unrelated to football, because that was bad officiating that we had. Conference Championship weekend. Uh, but right now, we bring in uh, bring in the director of national recruiting for SB Live, the host of the recruiting show with Andrew Nemec, which you can hear right here on 1080 The Fan. Andrew Nemec joins us. Uh, first, I, I think I want to get your just how are you doing after the Niners game? Are you okay? Oh, dude, I are thought you were okay? going to ask me about, about some other stuff. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, o- I'm okay. It's been a weird – it's been a weird – week man it's been a very weird week um yeah I I ended up just going to the gym during the Niner game and it wasn't that I didn't care I really cared the game was still on but I just needed to lift to like function functionally get through that once Josh you know Josh Johnson came in I knew the writing was on the wall it was all check down stuff so I started getting ready and then he fumbled right before halftime and I'm just like I gotta go and my wife's like just go just go lift you're fine it's all right just be out of here get out of here all right I mean that does soften the blow I mean that one softens the blow because it's a fourth street quarterback I, I disagree completely I think it makes it worse I I think like you look back and and you know it's like for Oregon sports what's worse Sabrina UNESCO's senior year where COVID cancels it and you forever say what might have been yeah. or Jordan Bell not blocking out on a free throw and you lose. You'd rather have the shot to win it or lose it on the field, on the court, on the diamond, yeah. than, than really look back and say, man, we were loaded and we just, we just ran out of bullets. I mean, <laughs> we just, you know, you know, we were in a battle and ran out of bullets before the, you know, before it started. And I, I think that was disappointing, but I do want to say, the Eagles deserve a tremendous amount of credit. Their front seven incredible. They dominated in the trenches. I, I say the Niners lost this, that game when Brock Purdy got hurt, but the Eagles won that game with the play of their offensive and defensive line. Okay. Well, we got through that. Uh, noted 49ers fan 
Andrew Nemec recovering well from from the loss. Um, all right, let's get to National Signing Day Part Two coming up. Uh, I was talking about this a little bit earlier in the show. Is how it, it's kind of Signing Day Part One steals the thunder of Signing Day Part Two, and it used to be like wall to wall coverage on ESPN for National Signing Day in February, and now that is kind of gone because uh, they don't need the programming wall to wall in December, which is when most kids sign. But that isn't to say that there are big prospects that are still available, including uh, Oregon in the hunt for the top uncommitted prospect in, in high school football still. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because the first year of the early signing period, I think roughly, well, first of all, we didn't know what was going to happen. How was this going to play out? And then the first year, I think 70% of Power 5 conference players signed. This year, all but five of the top 150 players in the countryside, so five players in the top 150 remain unsigned. Everyone else signed. So we're talking under 4%, so 96 point something percent of blue chip prospects signed during the early signing period, there's not a lot left, but just like in the early, you know, just like in that early signing period where Oregon lost Dante Moore and then suddenly, you know, people were thinking, Oh man, it's going to be bad. And they started stacking commitments. Oregon's going into this. There might only be five of them, but Oregon's in it for two of the best four in the country, including Nicholas Harbor, who's six foot five, 225 pounds. He's the nation's number one athlete. He's the number 14 overall prospect in the country. He would become the headliner of this class. And I just, I can't put it really, uh, I have a hard time putting him into words. He is the freakiest athlete I think I've ever covered. And I think that's fair. And let me tell you why. He's 6'5", 225, as I mentioned. So he's an edge rusher tight end. He also ran the nation's fastest 60-meter dash. So he's Olympic track 100-meter dash fast potential. Like, he has legit Olympic sprinter aspirations, and he's, like, the size roughly of Kayvon Thibodeau. It's, it's, completely, it's completely out of control. If he weren't a football player, and he's raw as a football player, he's got a ways to go as a football player, but if he weren't a football player, he'd be a five-star elite, elite, top five, ten track athlete in the country. That's how good a sprinter he is. So he's incredible. That's going to come down to Oregon and South Carolina. Oregon got the last visit. We will see. South Carolina is rumored to be the leader. But anytime you get the last visit, you got a good shot. And I think Oregon's Oregon's got a shot there. And I think Oregon fans should be pretty excited about that because they're in the mix. We'll see. It's going to come down to the wire. And then they're in it for Roderick Pleasant. Now, we talk about track speed. Roderick Pleasant is the number eight corner in the country. He's a top 60 prospect nationally. Roderick Pleasant uh, set the state record in the 100-meter dash in California and won the state title in the 200. He also potentially could be an Olympian. Both of those athletes are two of the top sprinters in America, football aside, and they also happen to be two of the top unsigned players in the country. That's going to be Oregon, USC, UCLA's in the mix. He canceled a visit late to Oregon, and I think a lot of people thought, well, there it goes. He's going to USC. Uh, That is not my understanding. I think that was kind of a bonus visit. I don't necessarily think he needed to take that visit to Oregon to go there, and I still think Oregon is in the mix. Do I think they get him? I don't know. I think it's going to come down to the final hours, but Oregon firmly in the mix for him as well. Wow. 
All right. Um, and, and those are those are two guys that all of a sudden, what does that bolster Oregon's recruiting class too? I mean, you say uh, that Harbor would be the headliner of the class. Does that mean Oregon's class then jumps up the recruiting rankings as they finally stand? It's, it's interesting. They're at number 10 right now. If they got both players, they would jump to number five nationally, which would be their highest ranking ever. If they land Pleasant, I think they fall in that seven to eight range. Again, that's going to depend on where other guys sign, right? Because if, if number eight signs a five-star guy, sure. a four-star guy late, they'll move up a little bit. So they'll land in that seven, eight, nine range. If they just get Harbor and not Pleasant, they're right in that six, seven range, which could potentially tie the best class in program history. Either way, if you're Dan Lanning, go back to the day Dante Moore flipped his commitment to UCLA and an Oregon fan and a lot of people were saying, "Uh uh-oh, Oregon's in a little bit of trouble. And now you fast forward to today even, regardless of what happens tomorrow, and Oregon was the big winner on the early signing period, signing multiple blue-chip prospects. And now here they are again during the late signing period, knocking on the door for two absolute freakish athletes. And if you can put that kind of speed on your defense on the football field, they've got a chance to be real playmakers, let alone obviously like the tackling ability, just just the range of a guy like Nicholas Harbour, the, the the ability of a guy like Roderick Pleasant with that kind of speed is incredible. Harbour might again might end up being a tight end though. It's just gonna be a matter of figuring out where he's best suited in college. Okay. Uh there's another prospect that uh, is still unsigned and uh, I keep seeing a lot of buzz around Deuce Robinson, uh, the five-star tight end out of the state of Arizona, and where he could land because he's got an interesting background that he needs to be uh, kind of going through outside of the game of football. Yeah, I mean, Deuce Robinson, <laughs> he was, I think, supposed to take a late visit to Georgia, according to On3, and ended up canceling that. And part of the reason was he was in the Polynesian Bowl, so he plays in, or maybe it was the Under Armour, he played one of the All-American games, came back and had a workout for the Dodgers because he's one of the top baseball prospects in America. We keep talking about these amazing uh, multi-sport athletes. That seems to be the theme of the late signing period is the guys that are uncommitted um, have multiple factors going in and multiple sports coming in. Deuce Robinson, it's looking like Georgia. I mean, this is probably going to be Georgia. I know USC is hoping. Um, he may not sign, though. And if he delays, you got to watch for baseball. you got to see if potentially someone like an Oregon who's still trying to potentially set up a visit um, obviously not, you know, they would want him to not sign because he can't visit now, but they would, they would be pushing for a visit down the road. Don't sign, wait, come check us out. He may be that guy. You know, we've seen it Terrell Pryor years ago, a couple of years ago, it was JT Tuomalau. Last year it was Josh Connerly. These guys that waited until April, May, June to make a decision. Um, yes, it's the late signing period, but it's not the only time you can sign. It just opens up the window. Um, we you know, could very easily see Deuce Robinson being that guy for this class that waits a long time. Number one tight end in the country, a chance to be a first or second round uh, baseball draft pick. We'll just have to see how all that plays out. Again, a lot of factors there, but if it ends tomorrow... It's probably Georgia. Okay, Oregon State, uh, they they made quite the flurry on signing day uh, the first time around. Is there anybody that's going to be added, or are we just looking at guys like Aiden Childs who comes out of these all-star games and is now on the cusp of, of dang near being a five-star quarterback? Yeah, it's real quiet for the Beavers, but it's the best kind of real quiet. Every once in a while I say, you know, 
typical – this is Jonathan Smith's plan at Oregon State. His guys, and to his credit, his guys are pretty locked in four or five days before the early signing period for the most part. And their class is pretty much done usually four or five days before the early signing period. They're not sweating out a possible flip. And that's a credit to their culture. And then I say it's a quiet day for Oregon State. and People get mad. Why? That sucks. That's, it's not a criticism. In fact, it's knowing your brand and knowing who you are because year in, year out, whether it's a Damian Martinez or an Aiden Childs, you know, programs late are coming after Oregon State's commitments, and they've done a good job. They haven't lost any of these guys late. And you mentioned Aiden Childs, and, and I just loved him when they got him. When they got him, I think he was the number 27 quarterback in the country. And I just, you watch his film, you talk to people down there, and it's like, this kid's way better than that, way better than that. And I said that at the time. He's jumped up in the, late, in the last rankings on 24-7. He jumped up almost 100 spots, which is not unheard of, but it's among the biggest jumps in the entire country here late. He jumped from a, around 150th to right under a top 50 prospect in the country, the number seven quarterback. And during that All-American Bowl, Oregon fans back and forth was squawking with Oregon State fans saying, you know, Austin Novus had the higher-rated prospect. We've got the better quarterback, even though Aiden Childs looks better. Then the final rankings come out, and Aiden Childs leapfrogs Novus had both guys top ten quarterbacks. Both guys have a pretty bright future. But it is funny that Childs jumped up so much that he's now considered one of the best quarterbacks in America in a class that is loaded with quarterbacks. I mean, he's the one guy, he's, he's one tier, one spot behind that big group of Malachi Nelson and Arch Manning and Jackson Arnold, who's going to Oklahoma, who some people have as a top 10 prospect nationally. He's kind of next man up outside of those five-star guys, Dante Moore, um, that we've been talking about this whole time. And, and, and that's a credit to his development. He's going to be a good player for Oregon State. Well, we're talking about the Oregon State Beavers with not just a top 10 quarterback coming in, but a former number one overall quarterback on the roster, too, and DJ Ungalele. I mean, this is inc- it's incredible what uh, what Jonathan Smith is, is continuing to do at Oregon State. Uh, and that's something that Deion Sanders has said he will do at Colorado is bring in the top t- tier talent. Uh Will we see the number one corner in the country ink with the with the buffs tomorrow? And is there anything else up Dion's sleeve? Man, I, I I would assume so, but I you know with Dion and with Cormani McLean, expect fireworks. I guess is what I would say. Uh, I've talked to a couple of big time prospects in the class of 2025. Jordan Davison, who's the number one running back in the country, talked to him this week. I also talked to Nasir Wyatt, who's arguably the number one edge rusher in the country in 2025. Both of them said almost the exact same thing. Colorado offered, and I didn't really care, to be honest. That wasn't a thing. And then Dion got there, and Jordan Davison took a visit. Nasir Wyatt wants to take a visit. And both of them said, not that Dion, you know, immediately makes Colorado the favorite. I want to be very clear. Neither of them said that. But they both said, Colorado's going to be in the mix for me now. I'm yeah. interested. I like, I, you know, Davison liked his visit. He liked the vibe that Prime had going in, in into Boulder. So immediately since he's been hired, they've elevated their recruiting profile. They have a top five transfer portal class in the country. Their recruiting class was 40 in the 40s the day he took over on December 3rd. He cut like 11 or 12 commitments, so they dropped to 70 or 80. They're going to finish with a borderline top 25 recruiting class and he's already got, I think, two five-star commitments, one in 2024 and one in 2025 already at Colorado. And you look at that Colorado profile, and he's just elevated it overnight. 
and they're going to compete for the Pac-12 recruiting crown next year. I don't know if they'll get there. Oregon's doing very, very well. USC, obviously, under Lincoln Riley's doing well offensively. They need to do a bit, little bit better defensively. In fact, USC didn't land a single top 80 prospect in the country on defense, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting given how good the rest of the class is. You know, but they relied on they relied on the portal for that. You know, and, and the other uh, Pac-12 team that I got uh, note on here is is Washington. Uh, they get Ryan Grubb, their offensive coordinator, says he's going to come back uh, for another year and turns down overtures from Alabama uh, of all schools. Uh, you know, UW, it feels like they've got something very special that is brewing. You got guys that are turning down opportunities to go to the NFL uh, because they, they have said it. it. It feels like something special is brewing here at UW. Is that translating to the recruiting trail as well? Yeah, they did a nice job. Now, this isn't we're not too long away from them having, I think, the last place recruiting class in the Pac-12. It might have been 11th on some sites, but 11th or 12th. This year, it's a top five recruiting class in the Pac-12. It's not quite top 25, but it's top 30, top 35. They landed multiple blue chip prospects. The one area where they really missed, they didn't do a great job with in-state recruiting, which has been a problem for Washington. And, and there's some there's some relationship issues that need mending there that I, I think they're doing. From what I'm hearing from those people up in Seattle, uh, they're doing that. The, the people they need to connect with, the programs they need to connect with, the seven-on-seven coaches they need to connect with, they are connecting with, and that's improving. But this class is missing a headliner. It's a good group. They didn't land a single top 200 prospect in the country. So a whole bunch of like mid-tier four-stars, which is good, but you want to get over the hump, and that is going to start in the class of 2024 tomorrow, I've predicted. Austin Mack is a – He's basically, as of right now, projected about exactly the same as Aiden Childs, number seven quarterback in the nation, number 53 overall in the class of 2024. He is announcing his commitment tomorrow. I predicted, and I feel very strongly, that he will end up choosing Washington. That will give them an immediate early headliner in 2024. Again, one of the top pocket passers. This was a kid who, as a sophomore, to be quite honest, looked extremely raw. I think he had more interceptions than touchdowns. He didn't throw for a ton of yards. It was kind of like, eh, there's a body there. He's 6'6", 210, but what's he going to be? Now he's more 6'6", 225, and he's throwing for 40 touchdowns and five picks as a junior. So he's turned the corner. If he continues to elevate his game like that, he has a chance to develop into a five-star quarterback. That would be a huge get for Washington. And then the last thing on the national note, uh, everybody, did Georgia goes back-to-back. They win national titles. Um, it is very quiet, though, about Alabama in their recruiting class. Uh, can you put into words how impressive it is to have nine five-star recruits in one recruiting cycle? It's on good. I don't know. I mean, like, what do you want me to say, man? Put it into words. It's amazing. I mean, nine five-stars in one class, it's, it's incredible. You know, I think Alabama didn't necessarily get caught unaware with the NIL, they knew what they were doing. I think they didn't realize, oh, we're just going to pay kids a ton of money up front. You guys don't want them to earn it when they're in campus, which I think, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, is something Alabama's probably had in place for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that was that fighting between Saban and, and Jimbo. Is like, you know, Saban said they bought this offseason openly in a press conference. They bought every player. And Jimbo's like, hey, you want, you want me to tell everybody where the bodies are buried at Alabama? I was there. I know. And Saban shut up because he knew he did know because he was there. 
And I think what happened is this cycle, Alabama understood the market a little better. Again, in an NFL free agency, when you submit an offer, you have to submit it to the league office. So you're bidding against real offers. You know there are real offers. What's happening right now is guys sometimes are committing to a school and, and maybe they get in an NIL deal, they get $100,000. And then they'll go take a visit, and they'll come back to the school they're committed to and say, I got offered 350000 If you don't match it, I'm flipping. And they're lying. It's a total bluff. They just want to see if the school will pay them more money. So I think Alabama felt out the process. They knew what they were doing, and they go, okay, we're playing this new era. This is how it works. Okay, we'll play this way. And sure enough, it's one of the best recruiting classes in the history of college football. Wow. Nemec, always appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. National Signing Day tomorrow. I'm sure that uh, this week the recruiting show is going to be locked and loaded. Yep, thank you. All right, there he is, Andrew Nemec, uh, the host of the recruiting show with Andrew Nemec and the national director of recruiting for SB Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 